Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey guys, welcome back. It's another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. Got here with me, Eric. Scott, let's check in with Eric. What's going on, Eric? Well, hey, I don't know about you guys if you got any of that nasty weather, but you know, we got I got woken up about 3:30 in the morning to find shelter. I was watching the news and looked like tornadoes were coming right at us, but they dissipated, didn't come toward us. You know, we just had a rough night of hiding in the bathroom for about 30 to 45 minutes. But there it was such a mess everywhere here, like my apartments that when you're watching the news, you'd think that nothing would have happened in that area. There was no, no tornadoes or nothing, but the straight line winds were really strong. And so a bunch of trees came down on, on the property, knocked down the power line, knocked down the post for the electrical posts onto the building. The whole thing came off the building. So I had some tenants without power who are texting me saying, you know, help, help, help. And I'm like, I'm trying to do everything I can, but I need to get somebody out there to cut those trees back. It's humid in 72, 75 here. here here's what, and not to make light of anything that went on because it, it was super devastating. We feel for those people, but here's what you, you've done it wrong, Eric. Instead of hiding in your basement, what you do is speaking from people uh, from Oklahoma, where we have tornadoes all yeah. the time and Scott will back me up on this. You don't go into your basement, you get a drink, you go out on your porch. <laughs> So you can see all this devastation happening around you. You can see the tornadoes coming at you. So you know, you know, the right moment to go down so that you don't miss all this. If you're going, if you're down hiding in your basement, you miss all the devastation that's happening yeah. around you. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to catch it on the news or when I come out. Of it's a game basement. for us here. You know, it's like, you know, five bucks are the first one to spot the first funnel. now do do you guys does it i mean it just seems that in the short time i've been here in nashville tornadoes always hit at night they they don't usually hit during the day here that's a eastern thing to in 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 oklahoma it's it's mostly evening yeah it's during the day Oh, okay. It is. You can the see day. them. Yeah. Because, yeah. because it's spring. It's spring is when we right. get our tornadoes. Yeah. Well, because usually we... what happens when our dry line comes over, it's, you know, but three to six is the hottest part of the day. So that's when all the humid and everything meets. So that right. dry line comes over Oklahoma and then we just kind of pass it over to you. So, you know, from us three to six. So, you know, it would hit you from, you know, seven to nine and, and then right over and stuff like because that. Because since I've been here all the times, which is isn't that many, I mean, in seven years, we've probably had to go hide maybe like four or five times. Yeah. That's why we like it in Oklahoma better in the day, because <laughs> you can see shit like, you know, right. you can't yeah. see anything at night. You know, the no, two scary things I... are at night and when it's rain wrap, like when it's in the middle yeah. of a storm and you yeah. can't yeah. see it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why our thing is go out and go out on the porch. And watch. Yeah, no, not not here. I, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime soon. All right. Well, uh, let's get to our let's get to our guest. Uh, welcome to the show, Neil Galvin. Hello, hey, everybody. Neil. How hey, are you, Neil? Thanks for coming on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and because um, we don't know you, well, let's let's just clarify for everybody. We don't know Neil. Normally, we know a lot of the guests, or at least one of us knows, but we need all three of us don't know you. So introduce yourself to us, and um, and then tell us a little bit about how you got started on ships. I'm Neil Galvin. I am from originally from Brooklyn. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. You know you want to do it. 
No, I'm not going to do it. I'm oh, not okay. going to do the Beastie Boys. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to do it. Yo, Brooklyn. What's up, Brooklyn? <laughs> no, no, not going to do it. Go ahead, Don't sleep to Brooklyn. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I have worked on – I before I uh, came to Florida and eventually got into cruising, I worked for Amtrak. So I worked on uh, – I was a train attendant. That's how I made my uh, way to uh, Florida. Before I got into the industry, my father lived down in Florida. So I made my way down to Florida, lived there for a couple of years, went to school for music and video business, AV company in South Florida, Southern Audiovisual. I worked when was there this? For, what year? Uh, 95, like 95 to 96. Okay, so you're kind of you're kind of just starting when we're when when uh, all of all three of us were sort of ending. Oh yeah, so you you were on the ships in the early nineties. Yeah, we started in ninety one, ninety two. I left uh, in ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, that's what about when I started because uh, the first time I was on a cruise ship, I was on a cruise ship. My parents took me on a cruise ship that went to, from New York to Nova Scotia. Oh wow, this is. This was in the eighties. Do you remember uh, what cruise line? A, I don't even remember. Didn't even have a real theater. How old? How old were you uh, when you went on this cruise? I was a teenager. I was probably like eleven or twelve. Did you have any sort of thought, like in your mind, like this is pretty cool? Maybe I should do this someday. No. When I left Amtrak, I really didn't have any idea what I was gonna do. So I went to school for a couple years. So you were living in Fort Lauderdale. Yep, I was. Living in, uh, I lived in Fort Lauderdale. How long was and, your audiovisual? Uh, year and a half. Did you do anything after you graduated, or did you, uh, when you finished that, did you go straight on to the ships? Uh, no, I worked for uh, Southern Audiovisual for like two and a half years. I met a guy in a bar. He said, hey, you know, I know a guy, you know, hires for uh, audio guys for the ships. And he gave me his number. I called. He was hiring for the, like the lounge and the theater audio guys and i didn't really have you know that much experience at the time i kept in touch with this guy for about a, over a year couldn't have it i left that av company and just happened to get a call like two weeks later say hey you got a stage staff position you want it now was this when you say stage staff was this yes. was this with royal caribbean or is this yes Oh, this okay. is with uh yeah, this is my ship story and my first getting hired to work on a cruise ship. And I was I got offered the job and said, sure. I just left my other company on not so good terms. So I was like, hey, uh, I can go on a cruise ship and not have to pay rent. Yeah, that so, was nice. Well, I lived in <laughs> I lived in a, a street off Collins in in, in a South Beach in the mid nineties. Which is still affordable. I was I had a roommate. We were only paying seven hundred fifty dollars a month. A block off Collins. That's crazy. I think yeah, Collins Collins Avenue. I think if I can remember right, um, in South Beach, that was where the the rehearsal studio for the dancers. If I can remember right. right. Yeah, I think it was, I think that's uh, a little more north. Yeah, it's okay. a little more north, and they used to stay at the Rooney Plaza. Mm-hmm. which is which is up there which is a little outside of south beach but not not too far from south beach but a little bit further north um but that area i mean i grew up in south florida i grew up in miami so i remember before south beach was south beach and i used to go visit my my godparents who lived right on fifth 
um, on, on, on Fifth Street, which is like the main street there and just like a block from Collins, right in the, the, the middle, middle, middle of South Beach. And it was some old folks apartment building that it was all old people that lived there. People in Miami would go to the beach to go to the beach to go to the water, but it wasn't like a hangout place. Like people didn't go to the beach to hang out because it was all full of old people. And then slowly that started changing and it just became hip. And now it's just crazy expensive. I thought all uh, you yeah. did was up, walk up and down the beach and pass out on the park bench and lose your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> not, not there. No, no. That was, where was that? That was Norfolk. Go ahead, Neil. Um, tell us kind of how the whole ship thing got started. How, how did it finally happen? So uh, well, the guy called me say, hey, I don't know if you want because uh, state staff, you know, we did uh, work in that theater. So he said, I don't know if you want it, but it's yours if you want it. So I said, yeah, I'll take the uh, state staff. <laughs> sounds like sounds like fun. January 1997, I was sent to the Majesty. Woohoo! Wow, okay, so Majesty okay. was your first ship? Yes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So I uh I had to uh get a passport less than like two two or three weeks. So <laughs> luckily I lived in Miami and there was a, a passport office where I had to get my expedited passport. I had to actually go down to the office and say, I need a passport in like in like a week or two. I actually got it because the only place I ever went was Bahamas, which you, you didn't didn't need anything license. I was young. I went to the Bahamas on vacation with my parents. That's the only place out of the country I ever went to before getting on the Majesty. Now, was the Majesty well, still doing the Western Caribbean run? So it was you know Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Ocho Rios. Ocho Rios. Is that what you said? Yeah, so uh, got onto the Majesty. In my first cruise ship, got lucky. I've had all good roommates throughout my two years. I worked like two who years was your first, or so. Who was your first roommate? Andy Forrester is from the middle of Canada, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. All right. Do you remember the, the other guys that uh, were... Uh, there was um, two young guys, Derek and... Uh, <laughs> the guy's name uh the I'm, dominoes yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, they're they're both from the states which is unusual you guys know because mostly it's uh brits and uh canadians because it's the whole you know hiring uh companies that do most of the hiring right i just i just got a uh i don't know how they got onto the ships i just met a guy and he gave me a number and i called <laughs> Met a guy who knew a guy, and hey, things happen. <laughs> bada okay, bing, bada and so, boom. okay, and those they said, Neil, you got a job on a ship, is that right? They yep. said, and we want you to be a stage staff, and we want you to come on to the Majesty of the Seas. This again, what this was what year? Nineteen ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Okay, yeah. Okay. Who was your stage uh, stage manager? Uh, Jan Meltzer. Do you know Jan? Mom. Oh, yeah. 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 Jan has been on the show. Oh, yeah. She got, she got so many stories. She, I was like, I, I knew you probably know her because everybody knows a, Jan. Yeah. If you worked at Royal Caribbean in the 90s, 80s, and 90s, probably uh, even 2000s, everybody knows Jan. Yeah. She was my, she was my uh, production manager 
for two ships. So I, I got to know her well. Uh, so that was, it was interesting because I hadn't ever, never been in a theater before, you know, working. That was probably a little bit different, wasn't it? <laughs> Did yeah. You, were you backstage or were you uh, the spot? I was, I was the spot up. I was the spot up first. And Eric, Majesty. you know, Eric and I bought the Breath of Majesty out. We we brought it out when it was brand new. And Jan was our, was my stage manager. Uh, me and two, uh, three other guys, Todd Gockley and Christian Solderholm and Greg Hurd and I, uh, we started the stage staff position. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was fun. I know exactly where your cabins are. I have to ask you this real quick. Being that your cabins were the same ones that we were in, was one part of the middle wall, was it loose or was it still there? Because my roommate one time uh, tore a hole and walked through it. <laughs> no way. Way, but we won't go there. <laughs> Is that G.E. Johnson? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go yeah yes ge was on the uh he was the audio he was the a1 audio guy in uh in the theater i actually worked with him jubilee he was the uh a1 for jubilee at valleys i'm gonna put you on the spot but tell us a story about ge because oh. i know you got a story about ge oh, tell us a story um with a bit a beginning a middle and an end when I first met uh, GE on the Majesty, he, uh, as we all know, likes to drink <laughs> copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> he uh, has some eccentricities of like <laughs> getting in trouble or intoxicated to a point. When I first started, we were like trying to keep him from getting uh when i first started i you get to know everybody pretty quickly because work together so much so it, me and g we all hit we all it was me andy derek because derek and they were two young guys they were probably in their 20s and then there was me and andy <laughs> i mean uh i was 30 i was in my early 30s and so was andy around the same age but even back then, where like two old guys, and basically that's what it was. Because <laughs> then uh, the other guys were young, tall, real good looking. Then there was me and Andy. <laughs> yeah. and, okay. Okay. So, are you going to tell us a story here? Yeah. So, I'm trying to, uh, uh, when we first got on uh, uh, chips, you know, the, uh, the spotlights were in the audience on the Majesty, yeah. literally right next to a table. I was there. For about a, a couple of weeks or a month, and someone new came on because the waitresses to bring you drinks to the spot and supposed to pour the uh, bottle into the glass, and so you're not obviously drinking out of a beer bottle on a spotlight. One <laughs> of the uh, other spotlight operator, I was like, put it in the glass, you know, over the headset. I was like, put it in. The, he was literally drinking out of the beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it's like put it in a glass so you're not obviously drinking out of a beer bottle while working i thought they uh, took those tables out because we used to have three or four beers and a shot or a long island tea there and, and we kept uh getting people asking us because we had too many drinks on the table so they're like lose the tables so i i learned uh, that yeah, about not drinking out of a beer bottle while doing bingo i remember i did that once during bingo when i was working and i had i was drinking out of a beer bottle while working bingo <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't remember it was who it was from crew stuff was like somebody's like want to put that into yeah, a glass, glass. <laughs> eric's <Yeah>. like two, <laughs> <B2."> <laughs> oh 
my my um she, uh frank sinatra's favorite number two two b two b two b two b two i got a i got a good uh <laughs> my ship story uh my first week uh, hey real quick uh, oh neil, wait just okay so neil we... so you're going to tell us a ship story so let's hear yes. let's let's do the uh my, my name story. is neil galvin and this is my ship story my first week on the majesty we had to uh put the caribbean band amps and stuff back into uh, one of the lockers that was our job it was my duty week you know you had to do extra stuff once a month so it was like two o'clock in the morning and i was heavily inebriated <laughs> and i remember oh shit that was my my third or fourth day it's like i'm gonna put the amps in there caught them back in the lockup i go up the top deck and uh proceed to put the amps away very loudly I guess after I was done, the security officer was standing behind me going, what are you doing, I got mate? complaints. <laughs> I got complaints about it being very loud because I was just throwing stuff in the, <laughs> into the uh, locker. My first week, I was in the uh, cruise director's office getting, uh, I like, uh, Neil, you can't be going around throwing stuff and being drunk. I was like, sorry. My first week, <laughs> my, I think that my, my first four days, I was like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then I learned not to uh, do anything when you're uh, drunk. <laughs> I was trying to be a good employee. Yeah, that's great advice. Away. That's just great advice all around for everybody that's listening, for all our listeners out there. <laughs> That was my first week on The Majesty. Uh, and you only had took, five and a half months to go. And also, I remember that we we had keys to everything. We had keys to the crew bar. Say, we used to go in the crew bar and like uh, see if they didn't lock anything away. Did you we have just, keys to the deck 10 locker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had, we had. And I was like, what does this key do? What does this key do? And dream away. We had the, uh, the high-tech video walls, but the old tvs crts the yes. crts they kept going out of uh out of balance i don't know the techno yeah the, those things are horrible <laughs> yeah try getting stuck between one of those with a magic yeah gun. scott almost got killed <laughs> really yeah, yeah there was a just real quick I, I told this on another episode but there was a magician with a transformer box in the middle where he was inside of it trying to get out and he got stuck in between the walls and it busted his box and we had to go there and kick it through because you know those walls those walls won't stop oh it was a magician that almost got killed it was marco marco brian yeah you you would have let him die there you were just trying to save his life well i mean being that he had a super hot italian wife you know the thought was there it was like i, I remember uh, Mark, do i save this guy or yeah okay yes yeah, so uh on the majesty about a month in you get i'm not a stranger to uh the drinking aspect of it <laughs> i was pretty much uh pickled by my second month <laughs> Third month, because we would literally, when we went to uh, Cozumel, we'd sit at the uh, bar. There was a little concrete, like tables. Ernesto's? Yep. At the end of the pier. And literally sit there for like six or seven hours, drink all day. And then we go back on the ship and then do a show after uh, drinking all day. Then after the show, we go, you know, either eat or go drink some more. Then uh, we had another show. After that, you know, you drink all night. And then you put away the band gear. 
<laughs> and then I put away the band gear. And I'm still friends with the guys I worked with. That was a sweet spot because really you couldn't get fired. Only two ways you get fired is getting caught sleeping on a passenger or having drugs. So we're at two great uh, possible uh, ways we can go with this. So sleep with any passengers or did you do any drugs or both with passengers? Uh, <laughs> not on the ship. Oh, okay. In one of That's, the islands? Could, yes. Oh, in Jamaica. Um, you know, oh, Jamaica, did you go to Sailor's Hole? Yes. Okay, great. One of the guys, we got a, a friend of ours, you know, one of the Jamaican guys had some very nice ganja for us. Yeah, man, the Jamaican gold, you know, man. That was... <laughs> I had to. I'm that sorry. was very good. Uh, had a lot of fun in Ocho Rios. Yeah, me too. Because a guy I was working with is saying, yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to... Uh, he's going to Montego Bay. It's like, Ocho, Ocho Rios. And he was like, yeah, I've been there, but... <laughs> You know, I never smoked weed while in Jamaica. What? Yeah, I never did. I just You drank. never went to Bob Marley's house? No. Neil, did you go to Bob Marley's house? No. Isn't it? Oh that, man, uh, you guys missed it. That's that two big two that two-story white mansion with a pool where people no. jump off the No, no, no. That's no. No, that was Keith, Keith Richards' house. Okay. No, Bob Marley's house was where the his uh, childhood home was, and you went way up into the mountains. And as you got up there, there was guys just like holding these big, like they, they had like this stick and they had these huge, just rang with a uh, bud. You know, uh, I mean, the, the buds just like baggies were like, full of buds. No, no, no. They were just like buds. Hanging, just buds. Hanging, hanging. buds. Uh, they were like six inches long, five or six inches wow. long. And then they would just hold them up on the side of the road. And, and if you wanted, your taxi driver would just peel over and <laughs> get you one. Yeah, Never so did it. The, the uh, most interesting things we did in Ocho Rios, we went to the, uh, the cave club. You know, the uh, the caves that they turned into a nightclub and had the little river. Oh, I never heard of that. No, I hadn't heard yeah, of that. Yeah, we went on like a tour or something like that. It was all of us. They brought us to this huge cave, turned into a club sometimes. It has a river in there. And we went on uh, little boats and they took you down into like a pond. Then we went up to the uh, mountains. They kind of sort of call it a road it was more <laughs> like uh a path with like six foot uh deep uh puddles <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right yeah i gotta i gotta tell you um for for the listeners here if you've never been to jamaica in a taxi cab riding to or from up in the mountains or whatever it's it's an experience within itself it, it has nothing new york going through new york at 60 miles an hour through downtown has nothing on Jamaica because you're in, you're in these cabs and these guys are literally going 45, 50, 60 miles an hour with no windshield wipers in the rain around the mountain on a road that's barely wide enough for the car hanging out of the window with a rag wiping the windshield <laughs> as we're going through here and you're fearing for your life it's, it's on the stone. opposite side of the road isn't it from the u.s and yeah, they were yeah. smoking in stone yeah yeah and and i've got to hijack you here just a little bit neil whenever we went to bob marley's house we went up into the mountains we were listening to ivory radio which was the a big jamaican uh rastafarian station and i like to move it move it had just come out oh, yeah. and they played it over and over again i mean just 
constantly. And so as our whole, like our trip up the, up the mountain to Bob Marley's house, it was just, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. (laughs) Just constantly. They played it over and over again. (laughs) It's probably the only uh, cassette tape they have. (laughs) 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 Okay. So Neil, let's, let's hear a ship story. Tell us, tell us a good ship story. The whole cast and crew went on a river uh, on rafts in Jamaica, down the river, yeah. on these big bamboo. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on uh, I'm on one of the rafts, all the dancers, and we're, we're just uh, floating down, and this guy on the side of the river is taking his morning bath. Uh, <laughs> and literally, it was past his knee. I was like, and the, and and all the dance, all girls are like, "Holy Jesus!" I was like, I was like, "Oh, it's freaking funny." I was like, <laughs> I, I'm, "I mean, bigger than Tommy Lee's." I was like, <laughs> "How does how does he put pants on?" And yeah, that was it. Uh, uh, Cosmo's. Uh, where I learned how to uh, scuba dive. Oh, me too. Uh, me too. Me that's too. where I got. That's where I got certified. Me too. Cosmo. Yeah, I did too. Me and Marty Guthrie. When yeah, me and me uh, and Dan Ray. Me and Dan Ray got certified there. So you got certified to to scuba dive in Cozumel. Yep. All right. Because um, Andy, Steve Herbster, uh, the broadcast guys are all gonna do it. They was like, we're going to uh, you know certified or start taking the classes. I was particularly hung over that day and also i tried when i was a kid i had like bad allergies um i followed we went scuba diving i couldn't equalize when i was oh. when i was younger so it was like that was uh 20 something years ago so let me try it so <laughs> and i worked so we took the courses you know over the uh we're going to every week so you know how it is so I got, we all got certified. GE got certified there and Mike Murphy got certified there. A whole bunch of us. I dove in Cosimo. The current is so strong there that they drop you off at one section and they pick you up. Yeah. Because the current is like you're flying. You're just like, yeah, you don't just go and you get in the current and you just float. You float along the reef. Yeah. And we were we were flying. Did you see any sharks? No. Uh, on one of the dives, I we we did get in trouble because we went we went too deep. We were like eighty and ninety feet. The dive master came down like so. We had to we did decompress for a couple of minutes, so we didn't get to. But he he was not happy with us because <laughs> I think the dive was like maybe like you know forty or fifty. I think we went a little deep. What's yeah. the what's the first atmosphere? Is it like 30 feet, 33 feet? Yeah. And you, I, if I remember right, you were not, never very deep in Cozumel, like 20, right. 30, uh, 30 at the most, really. Yeah. yeah I, well, I mean, I'm yeah. diving deeply in, in, in Grand Cayman. You could go really deep yeah. in Grand Cayman. So I remember Hawaii. Hawaii, I went down yeah. to about 80 feet. Yeah, I did that in like Grand Cayman. We went pretty deep there. In 98, they started the uh, interactive TV on the ships with the remote. He left Royal Caribbean to uh, work for this uh, new company that was uh, installing all the uh, 
interactive TVs back in 1998. He gave my roommate Andy some money to cut the buttons off the remotes, the rubber buttons, so you could put the labels over it. I ended up helping him because we had a like exacto knife, and we were just cutting uh, the buttons they weren't supposed to use on the remotes. You know, <laughs> money was money was scarce when you work for uh, Royal Caribbean. <laughs> so how, how long did you work for Royal Caribbean? Two years. Okay. Did you work for any other companies or was that your extent that of your it. time yeah. on ship? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, did you decide to leave on your own or was it? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, was there a story behind your exit from uh, cruise ships? Were yeah, you too, so, too pickled? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of that, um, you know a guy named Billy Pickles? Uh, I've heard the name. I've heard the name. I worked, so I get into that. But when I was on the Majesty, I was I got a I was working. I got a job on the Wave Runners, helping out in the back. You know, taking care of the stragglers and picking up the uh, the broken jet skis and helping out the diver. Oh, I was doing Coco, a while. Coco K. Yeah. Uh, Labadee. Labadee. Okay. I started in Labadee and I was, I was doing it for a while and the divers never wanted to do the safety speech because they was like, ah, Neil, you do the safety speech. Uh, don't crash into each other. You know, the whole spiel. Don't <laughs> crash. Don't, uh, don't, don't crash. Drive on don't crash the di- the jet ski was I I'm getting the gist of this. Frankie Avalon comes on uh ship as the entertainment. Wait, where'd Frankie Avalon come from? Was he driving a jet ski? No, he came on oh, okay. uh, the first time he came on the ships. And you were like, don't crash the jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's even Frankie. better than that. His his sons, you know, they came on uh, one of the tours. They were like, they were like, yeah, this this guy was giving a safety speech. Yeah, don't crash here. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because because uh, Frankie's from the East Coast. And they're like, this guy's hilarious. He's from, uh, they knew I was from uh, the East Coast, and I started becoming friends with them on the, because uh, we were working together in the showroom. And so we started drinking together and everything else. They had a ton of booze back. We ended up scoring about 50 bottles of Rep Stripe. I, wow. 50. I literally had a bag. I was like, hey, we're not going to use them. So we had all this booze. In the dressing in the in the dressing rooms, we had to clean up. So it's like we're keeping it. Were you were you like, a, oh, this one's empty? Okay, right. This one's I got <laughs> this no, one. they, were, they were all full. So I got a bag, I got a garbage bag, and I took the garbage bag with like 50 red stripes, and they sat in our in our room under our bed, uh, warm. Oh. We ended up finishing them. Wait, wait, you drank them warm? We, we put them in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, so and, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you, who was the, who is the, your favorite entertainer, like the celebrity and who was the most difficult celebrity? My most favorite one was really fat. John Penney, big fat comedian. I'm trying to, <laughs> his name is John something. <laughs> Uh, Goodman, Goodman, John no, Goodman, that was no, what a, what, no, that was David. Are you from Belmore, by the way? <laughs> Me? Do you, have you heard of Belmore, New Jersey? Is it Belmore in Long Brooklyn. Island? No, I thought Belmore was in Long Island. Oh, it was it? Long Island. Oh, okay, I think it, I thought I it was know. Brooklyn. Go ahead. Anyway, Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, John. Uh, I think it was John Panay. He was. <laughs> he was really. Uh, he gave me like a hundred dollars to carry his one bag. Nice. And my my least favorite. My favorite is rain. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Because literally, they had so much shit. <laughs> they gave us uh, like a hundred something dollars because they had so much shit. And I'm, you know, and you're there by yourself because. None of, no one else wants to help you. I was like, how am I supposed to carry all this shit? So I got Jen to get us a luggage card. Yeah. It's like, I we need to buy a luggage card for rain because you're killing me. You're killing us. <laughs> I mean, they had so much shit. I know I mean, that all well, too they well. had like four costume changes. They had no, they had they had they like had 15, amps. they had amps, they had road cases, they had like 15 or 18 different pieces of heavy road luggage it was it was uh him them and jerry lewis were the were the worst baggage uh people yeah so they they tipped us well but i was like well because rain was great but all this shit because <laughs> i i i drank with them we were we were barred from like half the ship because uh, <laughs> like the disco now were you okay so you said the disco because when we went on the reunion cruise, the disco was taken out it was a big fitness area were you on there when it was on your toes disco lounge yeah i think i was in there once you know if you get invited by entertainer you can, you can go in there so i went in there like once now, hey, on your on your time on the Majesty, just real quick, did you ever hook up with any passengers? And did you ever right. hook up with any crew members? And if you did, where's the craziest place that you did it on a cruise ship? By the pool at late at night. You yeah, that they have. Don't they, didn't they have cameras toward the pool, like from the bridge or the engine room? Not that I, I was aware of. <laughs> not that you knew. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't get caught who, or anything, right? Who freaking no. cares? I mean, That's if you're getting true. laid by the pool, I mean. Who cares? Yeah, that's why they call it the motion and of the ocean. So, out of all your cruise ship, out of all your ship and your whole time on the cruise, what would you say is the most crazy time that you had? Apparently, I was up in uh, on the Grandeur because I, I I was on the ship with the Avalons three or four different times. And apparently, I was in the disco or the lounge and the Grandeur. I was into like six oil can of Fosters, and apparently. I did some things that I never remembered I did. Uh, Avalon, uh, Avalon boys told me, it's like, I don't know how you're alive. Alive or working. That whole, my whole two years on the ships got me to where I am today. I met uh, the bass player for Avalon's. He was like, hey, if you are tired of this, come. He was living in Vegas, working at MGM as an audio guy. So that's how I ended up in Las Vegas. I was on the uh, legend. If you worked in a legend, you know, it, it was a miserable experience. <laughs> Because uh, I kept getting uh, in trouble. We had to pick up the Shorex towels. I failed to do it many, many times. I was in the staff captain's office many, many times. I got to tell you real quick, Neil, I got to be, I'm on your side on this. And I think every stage staff on the planet is behind you on this. Towels were the worst thing that we ever had to do because there was these giant 60 pound red bag of stuffed towels for all the tour people for all the we had to carry the towels from the ship off the ship or tender and onto the onto the shore and stuff and that was our that was our last thing that we did 
first and last thing we did in every island, towel duty. I can't even tell you how bad that sucked. That's uh, that really sounds like a housekeeping. That sounds like yeah. steward department. Well, that me. was you why know, are when, you guys involved? Well, what you know, our position came from the stewards department, so we took their four positions. So they kind of, uh, you know, we were trying to remove all this, including our black polyester shirt, long pants, socks, shoes, and stuff like that. We tried to change it and modify it and update it, and they wouldn't let us do that because it was, you know, it was a very, we were caught in a very difficult thing. And that was one of the last things. They're like, no, no, my guys, the steward department always did this. I think for the first month, they would only print stage stewards on our name tags. I think it was Ray Rouse that that said, no, sorry, they are stage staff from this on. And, you know, once you did that, we, you know, got caught in the middle and stuff. Yeah, we had to do towels for probably the entire two years i was on the on the match seat that doesn't sound like fun i still have one of those red bags wow i gotta tell you one or two times we may have been a little bit too pissed off and threw maybe three or four bags and let them fall off the tinder and green cayman i'm sure they're still at the bottom of that pier. yeah um that was mine last ship the legend mine was because i was asked back but i didn't want to go back because uh the horrible experience i had on the legend we had a reunion like uh 15 uh, or so years ago uh with a bunch of uh crew members neil it's it's uh <laughs> we've 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 spent all of our time thank you so much for coming on we appreciate your time Thank you, Neil. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was I, nice uh, to meet you. Yeah, I had fun uh, talking about the ships. And we may have to have you guys. come back and tell stories from the legend. You know, I mean, total time that I worked with Brad and Scott, you know, I don't think it was more than like six months, you know, in the whole time that we all worked together. Um, and so, and, you know, here we are now, you know, talking every week, several times a week sometimes. And, you know, and you just don't forget. You just, the, the friendships you make are, uh, last a lifetime. Ciao. Thanks, Neil. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 He was a great that's guy. A, he was a super that's friendly a, guy. Yeah, he was super friendly. This is not not one I'll soon forget. Yeah, he was yeah. he was funny. Oh my gosh, yeah, had that, stories. This was memorable. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage